genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we celebrate, analyze, and fail to empathize in Spider-Man 3, one don't-give-me-the-horse-thing minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. You did it. I'm so proud of you. I did it for once. <laughs> Thanks. I'm Joe Dorowski. I'm Andrew Dorowski. That was nice. Well, thank I, you, guys. Welcome that back. Was, that was yeah. good stuff. Well, I, you know, it, Scott tends to, like, go above and beyond in the intros, um, and I, they can trip me up. There's, you know, listeners of the podcast probably don't know this at this point because he's generous and cuts them out, but sometimes when I attempt those, I just fumble it and go, oh, no, I have to start over again. We've, <laughs> we've definitely begun recording uh, multiple times when I try to get fancy like him, but today... We managed for minute 32, which is, of course, the minute that begins with Peter telling MJ, you were great, and ends with him quietly saying, I'm sorry, as he prepares to <laughs> do some superheroing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Walking out of frame, <laughs> sheepishly. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, um, uh, so, okay. so here's, my, here's my thing with this. So um, I, I don't think... Either one of them is entirely in the right or in the wrong in this situation. I think the problem is that they're not communicating about what each other need sometimes. And yeah, oh, that's super. I think that's super accurate. Yeah, because because I think what what Peter is coming to the table with is he's looking at this from the perspective of being a problem solver. And it's like, okay, she has a problem. I love her. I don't want her to have this problem. So here's how I solved this problem when I had it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get past that problem. Yeah. Come on. Have you guys ever seen the video called It's Not About the Nail? No. No. Okay. Well, it's a fantastic little comedy sketch. Uh It's It's like a minute and a half long, and it's about empathy and this attitude of problem solving. And so- the sketch comes in, and there's a girlfriend and boyfriend, and they're talking, and the girl is talking about just, she's like, there's like, I don't know, I just feel like I'm dealing with this pressure, and I don't know if it's going to stop. It feels really intense. And she turns to the camera, and there's a nail sticking like three inches out of her forehead. <laughs> and the boyfriend looks at her, and says, well, there is a nail in your head. <laughs> And he's like, it is not about the nail. And he's like, are you sure? Because I bet if we took that out, the pressure would stop. Like, You're not listening to me. I need you to listen. And he's oh like, no, God. I think you need to take the nail out. Like he's trying to problem solve. Like, you, like you're just describing for Peter. Right. Um, and it's used as an example of sometimes where you get attitude differences in relationships. And I mean, it, it's a stereotypical thing to say that, you know, men want to problem solve and um, women need like the empathetic listening because th- that's not totally true. Like everyone needs empathetic listening at different times. Yes. Um, yeah. And, different, and but different definitely needed support. my wife's problem solving more than once. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, some women and so are problem solvers. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. And so that's not a perfect dichotomy, but it's a really good tool for training empathetic listening. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my, my day job, I train people who are coming to work at a facility where they work with, um, 
teenagers who are dealing with emotional issues, right? Like anxiety and depression and in some cases trauma and abuse and things like that. And so we, we do training on like empathetic listening and validation and things like that. And occasionally we use that video as an example. It's like, look, a lot of time people know that they're dealing with issues Mm -hmm. and they need you to listen and, and like you have to validate and then you can work on problem solving. And that's what like the, it's not about the nail video. Um, culminates with is he listens. He's like, fine, I, I will listen. Fine. And it, I mean, he doesn't have the best attitude about it, but he says to listen. <laughs> and then she like lays out all these other things. And like, these are still issues with the nail. <laughs> and he has like this side look at the camera. He's like, okay. all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the point is that like, you need to empathize and validate. Like, like Zach was saying at the beginning, this is a failure to empathize, empathize, a failure to feel. And he's, he's doing, sympathy mm-hmm. it's like oh, well i get what that's like and that sucks but you can get over it right which yeah. is not what she needs especially when we get towards the end of the minute and she says like when he finally does say like okay i'm listening like he he makes that kind of like weird smile and and nod he's like okay i'm gonna shut up mm-hmm. yeah and i'm gonna listen which is like the good thing like that's a moment where he's on the right track mm-hmm. and that's why she like opens up about her father. Like this is super familiar to me mm-hmm. in like trying to listen to people and help them work through a high anxiety situation where they're upset about something, but it's really because they're upset about something else. Right. Yeah. Um, and then he gets and pulled so, away. Like, that, that listening. <laughs> yeah. That listening is good. And that's why she opens up. And if he validated, it would, you know, help strengthen their relationship and they'd start resolving things. And it's like, okay, this isn't about the critic. This is about issues with your dad. Uh huh. Now I understand the situation better. I'm sorry. That really sucks. And that's that's what he needs to do. But instead, there's a police scanner. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah. I mean, that's not his fault. I mean, look, at the at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, we're, we're going to get to the crane thing. And that <laughs> is a situation that obviously needed Spider-Man. Uh, and so, yeah, he's got to go. Like, it's I, no matter what she's going through. Unless, yeah, he's still got his Spider-Man Yeah, unless stuff. she's mm-hmm. in danger, Eddie, just about anything else is more important than what she's got going on in this moment. Right. Um, yeah, and I think um, and I think the issue comes from, he almost looks like he's like kind of a relief. It's like, oh, I get to go do Spider-Man stuff <laughs> <laughs> instead of having this conversation with my girlfriend. Uh, and right. so, I mean, yeah, I think you're you're right about like, they're not neither one's really fully in the right and neither's fully in the wrong. Right. They're both dealing with stuff and they're not on the same level. Right. And we have a suspicion that they're not going to come back to this conversation and get onto the same level. Right. It <clears throat> seems like this is driving them further apart instead of, you know, him even saying, I want to keep talking about this. I can see it's important to you. I'm going to go do Spider-Man stuff and, I don't want to drop this conversation, but it seems like he wants to drop the conversation <laughs> yeah. and he has a bad out and that, and like, he does not... the go get him tiger joke, which yeah. speaking of empathy, making a joke during a serious conversation of misreading the room <laughs> and getting a negative reaction. I empathize with Peter in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Been no. there, buddy. And yeah. Have, well, and then you have the, the sorry. And it's like, okay, what's he apologizing for? Is it sorry? I have to go to Spider-Manning and leave the conversation. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That was really in poor taste. Or sorry, this wasn't the best boyfriending I've ever done. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think it's all a, of the above. A lack of clarification. I think it was yeah. an all of the above. Sorry, I think I think so, sorry sorry for being me. I think was the was the apology. I I mean, but there, but the the other issue too is like she specifically says. Like, you know, like, forget about the horse thing. Just try to understand how I feel. And it's like, I mean, I understand. I get that you're like frustrated with his problem solving, but like <laughs> that was his version of understanding how he was literally saying, I know exactly how you feel. Like <laughs> he was literally yeah. saying that, like, I get that she just wanted him to listen, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. like then responding by saying, try to understand how I feel is like, I, I, I you, you weren't but listening. He did to, offer. You were not listening <laughs> some, to him either. Like you weren't. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're not listening to each right. other. And I yeah. think, I mean, the other, the other thing I think that's coming up and, and this is a thing again, I see with, with my job is she's in like the emotional state and she's not ready to hear anything from him yet. Right. Yeah. She needs like, a little more listening mm-hmm. before she's ready to hear. Well, I was gonna say, also, <clears throat> he does offer some pretty surface level platitudes and cliches when he's trying. He's, he's like, his fixing isn't great. You can't yeah. let you can't let it bring you down. Believe in yourself. You got to pull yourself together and get back up on the horse. Which this is a moment where if Marvel wanted or Sony wanted, they could have used a PG thirteen swear word in her retort. <laughs> yes. <to him> saying, <laughs> get, get back up on the horse. <laughs> but you know, coming from Tobey Maguire, that's like a pretty uh, empathetic uh, phrase. <laughs> you know, considering he. Hurt his back real bad falling off horse. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, is that an awkward one for Toby to deliver? No, just uh, you, gotta, you gotta get back up there. No matter Look how me. bad you your back, back hurts, you gotta finish uh, the movie. You gotta, <laughs> those seas aren't gonna biscuit themselves. Uh, yeah, it's. Those and, and, seas aren't gonna like, biscuit themselves. <laughs> well, this, the thing is, like. This is a realistic type of like friction and uh, yes. tense because these characters are behaving like people and not like you know uh, we gotta we gotta make a, a thing happen here and get to the exit. Like sometimes the 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 movie seems like it's not taking enough time and is like rushing, um, but this feels like a properly lived in moment where the circumstances and their individual uh, things that they're they're harboring aren't letting them have the full moment. Not that the 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 movie doesn't care about letting them have the full moment. Does that make sense? I kind of talked in a circle there, but like this feels real in a way that a lot of like movie arguments don't feel real. Yeah. 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 And it probably would have like gone to an even more like genuine place where enough, we're not for the spider Manning. Yeah. Like it feels like they got onto the right track <clears throat> yes. where they're having uh, like by the end of the minute, they're having a better balance of listening and talking and getting to what's really bothering people in a way that they can actually address and try to resolve something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that's interrupted. It's like, Oh, we're actually making progress. Mm-hmm. And then that's interrupted. And that sucks instead of a lot of movie fights or discussions that would get interrupted. It's like, when these people are just yelling at each other, yeah, like, yeah. they're trying and they're not yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. So I, I rewatched the the movie for the first time in, in years uh, in prep for this. And hmm. I was a little bothered by, and not by um, the performance, but just by the way MJ was written in several of her first scenes. And this, this is one of the scenes where it's like, okay, that like, I feel 
like I'm seeing a real MJ at this point. Mm-hmm. Whereas in some of the earlier scenes, it just it, it felt a little shallowly self-centered. Mm-hmm. Like everything was like, you know, tell me you liked me, tell me you liked me. And then the next scene is tell me you love me, tell me you love me. Um, and <laughs> and th- here, like there's still like I, she's very concerned about like she says, this, this isn't about you about this is about me, which could sound very self-centered. But this one feels more raw and open and real about her. Whereas like, I'm else, struggling right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need felt your a little more surfacey uh, shallowness, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, or, or, you know. I, well, yeah. Th- like this one is is I need your help. The other ones were make me feel good. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. I do think well, that there's there's a level of uh, just in general with her in this movie is this feeling of I mean because she is sort of put upon, right? Like she has these things that she wants to talk to her boyfriend about like you would normally talk to your boyfriend about these struggles that she's having but then it's like he's also spider-man so he's dealing with like you know totally different troubles it's like it's like a wife of a police officer who like in like a you know like a like a crime-ridden part of town or something like a Mm -hmm. and 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 the the wife, all she wants to do is complain about how, like, I don't know, like, uh, she, like, broke a flower pot or something. But it's just like, I can't bring that up around him. He had to, like, kill three people. Like, I, you know, like <laughs> it's, it, it's sort of like right. that's kind of I feel like how she feels, like, especially in this moment. He was like, you know, she they both hear the radio and he knows he has to go and he makes an inappropriate joke, but like from her perspective, it's just like, yeah, I mean, what am I supposed to do? My hands are tied. Like I can't say yeah. no, don't go take that call because then I'm a monster. Like yeah. I, I, you, I have to let you take that call, but all I want is my boyfriend right now and you're not available to me. And that blows. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a really lonely space to be in where no matter what the things that you're going through can't be, the most important thing or the top priority right kind of can't can't or feel like they can't ever be as important as what the other person is going through right just and yeah i think one of the things that like makes us as viewers look at peter and be like you're doing a rough job right now is like it seems like the stuff that's weighing on him a lot in this movie at least you know from what i remember (laughs) you know from the last time i watched it um you know it's like he thinks things are going good. I'm going to propose to my girlfriend. She loves me. Everything's awesome. She's got a Broadway and show. It, and it's like, okay, my girlfriend's upset. But that's small because everything's going good. Right. And it's kind of like this willful obliviousness about like, oh, I should be like thinking about this like it like it matters. Right. And, well, and, and I think as you guys were saying, like the, the stakes are so different but that doesn't mean that her stakes of getting an awful review that is making her feel like a little girl whose dad was abusive to her mm-hmm. are less real and significant yeah, to her. But, but she yeah, also valid. can see like the stakes of this massive accident that Spider-Man's got to go help with. She understands mm-hmm. those stakes. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it, the fact that he does have to go jump out of a window ends up making her her issues, I think, feel invalidated. Yeah. 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 It, even if it's not like actually invalidated, it feels invalidating. And that's the opposite of what she needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Willfully you know, she needs oblivious. him to say. That, that was a good turn of phrase. I like that. Because it's not. Yeah. I don't think any of Peter's like improper social behavior in this movie comes from a place of malice or like. No. You know, dickishness until 
<laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe something will happen later. Uh, but like, <laughs> yeah. But but right now he's not saying your stuff doesn't matter. Right. Right. He yeah. was just Never saying say I'm not I'm not I'm not dealing with this right now. And yeah. and he's kind of like thinking I've got to do these other things. Mm-hmm. And but everything else is going really well. And he's not like they're they're not on the same level for how important some of these issues are mm-hmm. and how like they're definitely not on the same level with their relationship right now. Cause he's getting ready to propose and it's like, this is maybe not the right time for that. <laughs> yeah. And when, and when Peter like say, tries to go right to, no, I know exactly how you feel. Like Spider-Man gets bad reviews all the time. The, he's not allowing the context of her entire life up to that point versus his, where he, he grew up in a completely, uh, you know, kind and loving household that supported him all the time so a bad review of spider-man feels like a a a bad information thing or or a frustrating thing in the way of like you know justice or being able to do his stuff properly it doesn't feel it doesn't feel personally like he he is that way right where she's she's getting like this this triggered abuse well because fundamentally like peter has always believed himself because he had family who believed in him so like he has a very you know high self-esteem you know even when Mm -hmm. even when in the last movie when like you know he was at his worst it was always a thing where it was the situation that sucked. It's not that he never, he didn't yeah, believe he's never, in himself in any of those times. He's never like depressed about himself. Right. He's just like, why is this so yeah. hard? But he's never like, I suck. Right. Never. Yeah. Whereas Mary Jane is the opposite of that. It's like, mm-hmm. why, that's why she's so hungry for praise and hungry for someone to love her the way that she wants to be loved is it's because like yeah she comes from an abusive household where her father told her she was never going to amount to anything and so he called her trash called her trash and so when yeah. when uh when a, a review co- a bad review comes out it just brings all those feelings right back up to the surface because that's her baseline emotion as a person mm-hmm. because of her upbringing and so she's constantly bi- fighting that back all the time every day and so when something like this happens, it's not a get back on the horse situation the way it is for Peter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think there's also it is not a one to one correlation of uh, J. Jonah Jameson ripping Spider-Man and being told you're a bad actress. Right. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not the same thing. Yeah. Where spider like knows I'm out there doing good stuff and J. Jonah Jameson is just a jerk. Well, but, right. Well, and, and, and But that's and that's the other part of it, though. Right. Is that like. I think Peter doesn't see Spider-Man as a different person. Like he, he mm. is Spider-Man. Mm. And I think maybe Mary Jane sees them separately because she fell in love with Spider-Man before right. Peter. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And so they, they yeah. almost feel like two separate people sharing the same body, like uh, Steve Urkel and Stefan. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to keep that yeah, one going. That's the go-to reference not, for, for, for dual identity. <laughs> dual identity. Yeah. I think that's that's the touchstone that's we all turn yeah. to. Well, <laughs> only because Laura was in love with both of them. That's where my mind was going. <laughs> of course. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah and no. then chose Urkel yeah. instead of Stefan. Which is nice. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Laura. Yeah, the Stefan conundrum can complicate things in a, in a weird way where... And, and there's no time for her to be upfront about that either. It's right. just... She's got, she, she wants to be like listened to and heard about why this is uniquely rough for her. And all she's getting is the G shucks boy. Who's like, yeah, 
this is fine. Yeah, don't <laughs> worry I think about the, it. Like another element of like the disconnect is like the thing that she needs in this moment is to feel like someone's listening and understanding. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the thing that he needs or wants in this moment is for her to get over right. it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's a harsh disconnect. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then from his perspective, he's just trying to do the same thing that he did for her on opening night when she was like, mm-hmm. the applause wasn't very loud. And he was like, oh, it's just the acoustics. It's this blah, 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 blah. And then she's just like, oh, I love you, you dumb dork. Um, and, yeah. and like that, that, so he was like, oh, okay. Like this is what she wants, right? This is what Last she wants. time she yeah. had this issue, this is how I solved the problem and I made her feel better. So I'm going to try and do that again except that this is not the same situation yeah and i mean part of this comes down to like peter parker's interpersonal skills and relationship skills are not like the best right (laughs) yeah like he didn't have a lot of solid relationships in high school yeah the relationships that he did have were the only ones that he continued into college (laughs) you know he's not he doesn't have a lot of experience with this stuff he's i mean he's dated two people sort of yeah, yeah, and, and I, again, I, I think, just circling back to his initial thing where he says, well, like, Spider-Man gets trashed all the time. Like, Spider-Man has his critics. Like, again, it's it's J. Jonah Jameson just saying, Spider-Man's a menace. And he says, well, I'm not a menace. I'm fine. And she's saying, well, they're saying I'm a bad actress. And and that's different than, <laughs> especially when she's like, all the critics are saying I'm a bad actress. Um, that, that's different than him just being able to say, well, I can ignore J. Jonah Jameson because I know I'm not a right. menace. Well, and, yeah. and, and the other the other part of it, too, is just that, like, he doesn't get paid for being Spider-Man. She gets paid for being an actress. Like, yeah, and, like it, it it's her career. It makes a difference yeah. if people think mm-hmm. she's good at it. Right. Yeah. And he's still going to Spider-Man no matter what people think. Right. We have multiple films proving that one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's an emotionally rot uh, minute here. Yeah. It's a- yeah. There's We're very the, relatable. There's like more. It's it's so funny how um you know people can watch this this scene like on the surface and just be like wow what bad writing like it's not it's like they're not even listening to each other. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the point. Yeah. Congratulations, you've grasped the point. Yeah. Of it. Right. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like, like I think this scene's actually like pretty pretty good yeah. yeah like it feels fairly authentic for relationships in some degree i mean and, and authentic we're to not the superheroes not but, having to jump out a window at but, right. but like yeah. we have we have conversations well, speak like, for yourself <laughs> <laughs> that you zach sorry <laughs> we have conversations like this in our relationships where you're not necessarily on the same pages with each other and you're working on these things it's like mm. this feels i think like pretty real and i'm looking at it, i'm like hey like the way she opened up when he started listening that's pretty real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I like what you were saying about how, like, you know, on, there can be that surface level criticism. Like, well, if they would just talk to each other, they, they could resolve this issue. I was like, yeah, thank you. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what we want. That's what we're talking. It's kind of like I remember uh, people, like, um, complain about Hunger Games. They're like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with kids killing kids. Yeah, that's the point. Sure. <laughs> to be fair, that point can get muddled with Hunger Games when they're like selling capital like makeup yes. and stuff. Yeah, or... yeah, like there is there is a point. But but it's like she she was trying to push the premise of like we're too comfortable with violence, so I'm yeah. gonna show you something that has to make you uncomfortable, and they'd be like, Oh, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Like, That's well, the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> the discomfort is sometimes the goal. Yeah. And and this is like a bell that we ring occasionally and I think we'll we'll come back to it a few times on this season, which is that sometimes in Spider-Man 3, it's not actually the quality of the scene so much as mm-hmm. the context and the situation that 
precedes it or leads up to it that can make people feel like the thing isn't working. But right. it is, I mean, this scene as a scene works wonderfully. I think when people like watch Spider-Man 3 and they're like, ah, the relationship, uh, part of that is like, well, we skipped right from uh, like starting the relationship to the breakdown of the relationship without the like, you know, solidification. Like, do they have good times? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, what's their good times look like? Yeah, it's like this, but that's not the fault of any of these individual scenes. That's the fault of the time jump they chose and the situation we're in and how we've sort of compressed some of the story to this point already that we're sort of jumping from bit to bit. But the bits are fine for the most part. Yeah. And I think um, another thing that like people might butt up against with it is like there are times where it's kind of inconsistent. Like, okay, I'm not sure like what message I'm supposed to be pulling from. Like, I think we've got the right message here. Like they're not communicating well and that's putting a strain on the relationship. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we're supposed to get out of this. Mm -hmm. And then there's other moments um, later on during a specific montage where Peter is both like disgusting women on the street, but at the same time, like it's working really well for Betty Brandt and for Ursula. Right. So like, it, like is he cool or is he like a total dork? I'm like, like, and those two are struggling against each other. Right. Yeah. Right. And so when you have those like juxtaposed, it's like okay, I'm getting a disconnect here. But when you've got like a contained minute that we have right here, it's like this is pretty consistent. I'm getting a correct message. The writing's not really bad. I'm like oh, I can, I can pay attention to the to yeah. the to the message here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I think this scene is is good. I think it's a good relationship scene. It shows the tension that's going on for them. And and I learned it has a really amazing rack focus sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so technically very sound as well. Technically pretty sound. Yeah. Yeah. The only other like production note I have for for this bit is that just um, I can't remember if we mentioned this the last time we were in the uh, the apartment here, but we get a real good shot of it here. Like in the in the the end of the minute, around like uh, fifty seconds or so, you can see behind Mary Jane. Is he, it the picture of Mary Jane? Yeah, he's got it's the framed photo that he took of her at the science center in the first. Film. Is it is it the one where she's like pointing at the magazine, being like, "Can you believe this?" Yeah, she's like, "Don't make me look bad." That that whole sequence there. That's that photo. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that's a good I, production. Uh, um, set yeah, carry over. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's got a picture of his girlfriend. I hope that he didn't have that when they weren't dating. <laughs> <laughs> He's framed on his mantle. <laughs> but but now it's cool. Yeah. Right, yeah. It went from, why do you have this? To, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> right, right. It's all about context. Yeah. Why was this already framed, Peter? <laughs> I'm, uh, the, the problem is, and I think I pointed this out in the last movie, It's I don't think it is the photo of of when she was like, don't make me, no, don't make me look ugly. Like that, that bit. I don't, I think it's, a still frame from the movie from when oh. when she looks over at him outside and he oh, waves at her and then she waves at her friends. She waves yeah. at her friends behind him. I think it's it might be that it's, shot. I'm trying to look at it really close. It looks like oh, that makes it really stalkery for him yeah, to have that photo. It, is now. it the one? Right. Yeah. If it's if it's from you know the the wave. Yeah. It looks like because it looks like Flash Thompson is next to her, which he was not in the maybe in the field trip. I'm I'm trying to look. I can also see that on the nightstand. So he's got the police scanner. All, all of his most important things are here. The police scanner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. picture of mary jane yep. it looks like a picture of aunt may i think a picture of him and uncle ben and aunt may uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then a black and white picture that i can't figure out and also a fan because it gets very hot in there and that air that apartment is not well airflow airflow is really important <laughs> yeah. for his chafing <laughs> yes. 
Do you think that's one of his like uh, slice of life New York photos? Those like black and white things that tries to sell to Jonah. Playing chess. Yeah, Geezer's playing chess. <laughs> He's like, I really like this one. Jonah didn't like it, but I really like it. I, I'm putting that. He, he likes I'm, it I'm so much that. he puts it in front of the Mary Jane photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the closest one to the pillow. <laughs> those good good chess boys, you know, like those are important. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, for decor and just you know making this the space feel lived in. If you have your good chess boys in there. Yeah. Um, more uh, important than food, I guess. Yeah. Peter. yeah. <laughs> um, but not aluminum foil. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that uh, I think that's all we got for this particular minute. I think we uh, mm-hmm. we wrung out that uh, <laughs> that conversation pretty well. Um, yeah. But uh, I have a quick question about police scanners. Okay. Oh, sure. I, like, I don't I don't know if we're going to have this answer, but like. Can you buy like a flat out commercial police scanner or did he pull that out of a car? And also, <laughs> um, like, what is he picking up on that? Because like, it's New York City. So if he's getting like all the police for Manhattan, there's going to be calls like constantly, right? Yes. Like, yes. Like if it's just pulling like every walkie talkie call that goes out on Manhattan. Maybe it's just like maybe it wouldn't be walkie-talkie. It would be their their radios, but like dispatch. Yeah, it would be so dispatch. Like the main dispatch point. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, it's just dispatch, know. but it's and it's also um, I think that it's probably a because um, if I'm not mistaken, there's a there is a uh, like different channels for different things. So like you have like. I think right. you have like your district channel, so like you know your area that you're in charge of. If you're you're on your beat, you have the, your your precinct yeah, your, and everything. Well, 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 just your beat, your particular beat has oh, a channel. Okay. So like, if they need you, they'll like call you directly, maybe. But then there's the right, all if there's a call in there's your like area. an all calls bulletin kind of thing, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's the channel that he's on. It's just to hear the all cars like. You know, calling all yeah. cars. There's a street. There's a there's a crane thing. Like that sounds like a Spider Man issue. Whereas, like, if it's just a regular, just like a like a robber, he's probably like, well, or like a domestic dispute right. is somebody. Like, in yeah, the that's area. not really any of my business. I don't know how Spider Man could help. <laughs> in that I kind of wish I saw. I saw some comedy bits of Spider-Man <laughs> responding to more calls on the on the police scanner before I knew what all the codes yeah. were. It's like, oh, this yeah. is a domestic dispute? I don't need to be here. I need to learn these codes. This is really <laughs> like when, none of my when, business. <laughs> like an, an old lady calls, like, 911 for a, like, spurious reason, and they have to, like, send a, a cop to go mm-hmm. talk to her because she's, like, afraid of a bird in her window or something, and Spider-Man shows up yeah. to, like, yeah. help her I out. I remember when I was... When I was in junior high, we had a class, and it was taught by the math teacher, and I don't know what it was, but it was, like, like technology in science, mm-hmm. and we, like, learned about, like, GPSs and stuff, and he pulled out a police scanner, or, like, tuned a scanner to the police frequency, mm-hmm. and we listened for, like, half a class period, and we did hear, like, four calls, so I've got to imagine that he hears a lot. Yeah. In, in New York City? Yeah. yeah. That would be. Like, in, in, like in our... You know, middle class Utah town is like, okay, well, if we heard three calls go out on the police scanner in 30 minutes. Yeah, but they're not, they're not going to, he's not going to hear all cars that many times because that's a, yeah. that's a huge call. Like that's, that's an all hands on deck call, which means that they're basically being like, okay, don't do anything else. And that's, 
that's uh, they're yeah. not going to be able to pull that trigger very much. So um, <laughs> if that's yeah. what he's so listening I'm, for, I'm, then maybe I'm, to be okay. I'm just kind of curious, like what kind of settings and how long did it take for him to learn and how much trial and error or, was there? In or, <laughs> also, how often does he play this card when he's in an uncomfortable conversation? Like, oh, did you hear that? No, no, it was definitely an important oh, one. No, no, I heard it. I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, they said domestic abuse. No, no, domestic terrorism is what they said. I heard yeah, it. Yeah. Sure. I gotta. I heard it. I gotta go take gotta, care of that. Do you think? Um, do you think his landlord ever comes in? It's like, why do you have a police scanner? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, know. wait, you can't afford rent, but you can afford that. <laughs> He's a good boy. He must be in some kind of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, sees, he sees the police scanner. He just starts muttering. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> if you see something. Oh, um, all right. <laughs> I'm out. Okay. I'm out. Yeah. Out. All right. So anyway, uh, duelinggenre.com slash merch. If you want to go to our T Public store and buy some stuff, you can buy anything in T Public through our link. And we'll get a little piece of the pie, so to speak. Uh, mm. helps out the show helps us uh, keep the lights on helps us uh, pay for little things here and there so we appreciate everyone who does that that's duelinggenre.com slash merch and we'll be back tomorrow with minute 33 bye everybody bye <laughs>